A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. T to G to I to A to A. Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first Friday. Hello, everybody. My name is Father Luke Rowicki. He's a father, folks. He was ordained a priest. <laughs> My gosh, exciting. and I'm Brother Andrew Tori. Brother Andrew Tori, but we want to hear. Father Luke, what was it like? You were ordained a priest three weeks ago. My gosh. Yep, 20, whatever, like 26 days ago. Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, I guess now four weeks. And it's been amazing. That's it's right. Really, it really has been incredible. Uh, I was in Rome for five days afterwards, celebrating masses at all these different altars that are extremely meaningful. I got to give first communion to my nephew. I got to go to Orvieto and celebrate mass beneath the altar of the miracle. So they have the corporal in Orvieto, the miracle of, uh, when the Eucharist bled onto the altar, that corporal was on display above me. And above the corporal, fun fact, not off topic, very important, is that they have this, the corporal's enshrined in this beautiful silver frame. Above that silver frame is a small cross, and beneath that cross is like a globe, it's like the world. You can unscrew the globe at where the, the uh, equator would be, shall we say shall we say and in that world in that small little circle and sphere is the original the host 90 percent flesh and they've done tests and the flesh is real human flesh it's lasted 800 years and it's still the color is still a red like it's alive it's incredible that's, we had we had a amazing. nun the nun who's in charge of the the church and like getting the masses ready was telling us that she saw it last feast day of Corpus Christi. She opened it herself. So no, it's incredible. And so like God was giving us my family and I, my guests and friends and everyone just blessings left and right. One of those blessings was having my co-host brother Andrew oh, yeah. accompanying my my family and friends and um, and then getting back to Monterey, uh, just dedicating myself, getting a lot of requests for masses. So like different parish priests will ask the legionaries, oh, can you cover me in this Saturday or this Sunday or this whatever? Um, I've done masses at um, the Irish Institute where I work, at the Himalaya um, middle school, or yeah, primary middle school that we have, at Monomiga schools, confessions. It's been, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Every mass uh, is just is an incredible encounter with Christ, humbling encounter, um, but you sense that there's been a transformation has happened and it has and we all have faith that it's you know i'm still the same person but at the same time i've been configured to christ so that in the sacraments i speak in his name and um with his authority so yeah that's amazing that that's just that's so awesome after 13 years right 13 years in the seminary and you're ordained a priest my gosh (laughs) what what was it like what was it like i don't know the the first time that like you like somebody asked you for confession like what was that what was that like the experience of i mean obviously folks obviously we all know you can't say anything about confession we know yeah. that but what was it what was going like what was it like i don't know yeah what was kind of going on inside of me uh you experience and i've had this each confession that i've done and maybe i've done 30 confessions or so it's not like i've done uh-huh. a ton but each time has been an experience of you experience god's love and mercy for the penitent it's, it's incredible wow. because you always hear that like you know the priest oh it's like because sometimes you oh like um you know i get like i'm shame i'm ashamed to have to go tell this priest my sins 
And then the priests like have always replied to that, you know, that I've heard and say like, yeah, but you're not, you're not confessing to me. And, you know, um, first of all, the priest forgets the confession, but second of all, the, the priest is impressed or like, that's the wrong word, but is, is like edified. Like, if, I don't know if people know that word, but I've heard it just in the Legion, but you like by this person's humility and sincerity and faith in the sacrament of confession, like, and I always tell the person, like, it's amazing your faith that you've come to renew your friendship with Christ in this sacrament. And Christ is so happy. And it's true. And that's like what I, I always experience and I, I like to communicate to the person. It's, yeah, wow. it's incredible. So, uh, wow. and I've been telling everyone, it's like, oh my goodness, it's like to get to the priesthood, just like the, what I've experienced in these three weeks has made all these long 13 years totally worth it. Which the 13 years are also amazing, right? Um, but like getting to priesthood, you, it's, yeah, it's a gift, like no other gift. And, um, and then like to think, wow, and I'm gonna be able to live this for the rest of my life and forever is also just like multiplies the joy. Like, yeah. Praise God. Praise <laughs> God. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's really exciting. Thank And thanks. Thanks. Um, thanks for following this vocation. It's going to be beautiful to see all the fruits that God brings out in your life, you know, to, through, through, who knows all these adventures and people that you meet and just, you know, zapping, like you have all these powers. It's like you're a super superhero and you like just zap and do all these things and it just bring God's grace. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So folks, we got a big episode planned today. So as you have seen, the title is called Don't Do Dunque. So we're going to go back to our, the original inspiration behind this podcast. We're going to apply the Dunque to our podcast. Like what is the point of yeah. our podcast? Why are we doing all this? So before we dive into this big topic, just a few other, a few other parish announcements, right? So uh, <laughs> just some things that have been going on in the world, right? Um, a couple days ago, last week, Pope Francis announced a, a whole new slate of cardinals, and that he's gonna he's gonna make cardinal in uh, in August. All these new cardinals, and one of them is the first time it's ever happened is a legionary of Christ. Um, this this yeah, it's pretty cool. This. Um, this bishop who's working in the Vatican for most of his priesthood, and he's actually the president of Vatican City. So yeah, ba Vatican actually does have a president, um, <laughs> but he's, he's <laughs> Is not he a Republican or Democrat. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't think we can we can say he's probably uh, yeah. pr probably purple. You know, probably both. He's, you know, he's Catholic, <laughs> which means universal. There you go. Exactly, but he definitely wasn't. He was not uh, voted on. Like you, that's he's just a. Uh, monarchically decided right elected yeah <laughs> so um so yeah that's an exciting exciting event that's going to happen this summer and um there's one thing that that i'll admit that has made me a little unsettled and uneasy because one of the new cardinals is um is a bishop in the united in the u.s um is the bishop of san diego his name is robert mcelroy and I have to say, I don't really know him. Um, I've never met him. I haven't, I haven't read what he's written a lot. Um, but I do know that on some occasions he's, he's caused a sort of um, a lack of unity, I guess you could say, among, among the bishops has provoked some uh, controversial, has said some controversial things that have provoked well, controversy among many, many members of the U.S. Episcopate. And so when I heard that he was being named a cardinal, I... I, I was a little confused and I was kind of frustrated because I, I, I've read, you know, I've read a little bit about um, his history as a bishop in the U.S. And, and I don't know, I, I, was, I was kind of torn because on the one hand, 
um, I know this history and I know that this will be interpreted by many in a negative way and has, provokes um, a lack of peace in a lot of people because people see that this is like a direction that the church is taking that is worrisome for, for people. But on the other hand, I also felt this value of, you know, Andrew, you just don't know what the Pope's perspective is. Um, you don't know how he made these decisions. Um, maybe it is not a good decision. Maybe he was advised badly, or maybe he knows something good about this man that I don't know. Um, so, so I, so I was thinking, well, you know, I need, I should give the benefit of the doubt, even though my initial reaction is one of like, just uncertainty. I don't know. How do you, how would you see that father Luke? Cause, cause there's, um, I mean, it's definitely true that many people have seen some of the decisions that Pope Francis has made with, um, with a, a worried eyes, I guess you could say, how, how would you say that, like, what do we do? Like, what are we supposed to think about, you know, if he appoints somebody to an important position that we don't agree with, or how do, what should we, what, what, where's God in that? Like, how do we, how do we, how do we deal with that as followers of Jesus? Yeah. I mean, that, that question itself is already a good way to, to go about it. Like you asked, you're asking the right questions. So like all of us should dunque our emotions and dunque the things that we read in the news and say, like, okay, well, what could God be trying to do and say here and communicate to the church and through this man and through Pope Francis? Um, I think number one is always pray, continue praying for our Pope, um, that the Holy Spirit, as we're getting ready for Pentecost, that the Holy Spirit inspires the Holy Father, the Vicar of Christ here on earth. We know that he is. I mean, papal infallibility, which wouldn't apply in the case of nominating cardinals, it applies when the Pope, you know, makes these solemn declarations of dogmas of the faith um, after many like centuries of these dogmas already being like implicitly taught in the church. But just like to remember, like the pap the the Pope has this papal infallibility is because the Holy Spirit is very no one else has infallibility in the church. So why is it that the Pope does? Because he's he's has a very special connection being the, the vicar of Christ, the successor of Saint Peter on this earth. And so just knowing that the Holy Spirit has in a very special way always guided the church through popes that, you know, have have gotten to the papacy through maybe um, questionable means and things like that. Like there's there's been scandalous popes and things. And somehow the, the Holy Spirit continues, has always guided the church um, and has continued making the church the beacon of truth and light for the world and for centuries. Um, keep Yeah, let's keep praying. And yeah, like I, I, I feel like I can't um, say, I get, give an opinion on this particular case. I don't really know much about the Bishop of San Diego, but um, I would say those things that you're, you're asking the right questions. You're praying for the Pope and for and for our bishops and cardinals, of course. Every Mass we pray for the um, the Pope and all the bishops that are lead, leading and guiding the church. So every all every single one of them is included in that. And yeah, I mean, have faith. Have faith that the Holy Spirit is. Um, is able to work marvelous works and deeds through each one of us, you know, with our best intentions and sometimes in spite of our um, intentions that are lacking purity and holiness and generosity and selflessness. So doing right. way. Yeah. Doing the doing way. And I also, while you were speaking, another thought came to me is that I think it's wrong for us and it will be wrong for me to judge somebody in the church just off of maybe one or two or three positions that he has on certain controversial topics, you know, um, and, and, and to sort of just focus on those things and don't, and don't 
and instead of viewing the whole of a person's life, you know? Um, so like maybe there's um, yeah, somebody who um, disagrees maybe with the church's teaching on something or the, or the way that the church expresses the teaching, maybe not the substance, but the way yeah. that it's been expressed. Maybe there's a disagreement there, um, legitimate, um, that should invite us to reflect, right? And to listen, right? This, this whole process of synodality of listening to each other to understand, you know, how people perceive different things and how we can work together and grow closer to God, right? Um, so I don't think that we can, I think um, we, we need to be open. We always need to be open instead of just um, arriving to a judgment quickly, maybe be based off of limited information. Um, I, at least that makes me think, that makes, at the same time, while it does, well, some things do make me uneasy. I also know that, like you said, the Holy Spirit is with the church. Um, a, a Pope can make a mistake. I'm not saying that Pope Francis is making a mistake. I'm just saying that I'm sure he has made mistakes. Um, but we have to, we have to, do we believe, what do we believe that God is with the church? Do we believe that the, the Holy Spirit is speaking through all the, the, the vast, uh, direction that the Pope is taking the church, you know, the missionary disciples, um, joy, mercy, synodality, like all these are so, these are really enriching themes for the church. Um, so, so I guess what I tell myself, and this is, okay, Andrew, don't, don't get discouraged. If you disagree with this thing that's going on, um, look at the big picture, um, pray for everybody in the church, um, be holy, pray, <laughs> Like, like, I think that, I think these are messages that I need to preach to myself. <laughs> and why, why are we even talking about, you know, this and why are we about the Pope and all these things? That's what we want to talk about in this podcast. We want to do in quite this part. Why the topics that we, we bring up, the strange titles we put on, um, our, our podcasts, the, the, why, why we jingle, why we these things like we want to get to the origin of all this. First of all, though, we did have questions. We do have a question, and the question is, what is the jingle? We don't, we got some news, we don't just do. We all just do the doom quay. Second time, we got some news, we don't just do. We all just do the doom quay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, we have a special shout out. I wanted to give a shout out to three missionaries who work in Saltillo. They call them the Las Colaboradores. And one of them said, oh, I listened to your last podcast. And hey, do you think you give me a shout out? I was like, of course. So the, like, the TGIFF pod squad that you all know about, our Instagram page and our YouTube page, um, Facebook, it's about creating community. And so I mean, that could be one thing we could already start talking about. Of the origins of this podcast, what was it about? Well, it was about giving shout outs to people like Danny, Ivana, and Caro. All right, so you three, and I'm just gonna throw in Barba because he's a he's a mission the missionary guy there in Saltillo. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast, Barba, but um, we're we're one family, one community, walking towards towards God together, towards being saints uh, by doing the Dunque. But we want to bring joy to people. Like that was one of the things that Brother Andrew had. We had so clear from the very beginning that like there needs to be more podcasts that spread the joy and not like a fake joy and not like, Oh, we're going to forget all the negative things in the world and just talk about like focus on some good things. And no, it's, it's the real joy that's present in everything when you find God's presence in everything. And so you can always find joy. And so we do that exercise on our podcast so that hopefully you in your own lives can apply that 
Um, same method of, of looking through life through the lens of the Dunque, which is asking, you know, what can God try to tell me through this? And what is, how is God inspiring me in this difficult situation? And by doing that, you find, you find joy. I think, but Andrew, would you agree that that was like one of the main sort of inspirations of this podcast? Yeah, yeah. And just to even give even more context. So Father, Father Luke, I have to get used to saying that now. <laughs> yeah. Father, Father, Brother, Deacon Luke Rowicki. <laughs> he and I, he and I got to, he met in our candidacy program in 2009. So when we were first discerning to be legionaries, right? And so that was, that was 13 years ago. And, and so we coincided again, we did, we, we started off, well, I went to Ireland and, and Father Luke stayed in the States, but then we met again in Rome for philosophy. And then in DC later on, we were there for a year. And then we coincided again in Rome for um, theology. Shout and out so, to LTP in DC, RC, DC, OLB. <laughs> Man, that sounds awesome. And so and so how did this podcast start? Well, we were on vacation in, in Southern Italy and shout out to Jude and uh, Christian who are loyal listeners to this podcast, I'm sure. And from the, <laughs> the, the co-host of Go Forth podcast. That's which right. You guys can all check out. That's right. I think they since stopped that though. I think they've, they've, they call it something else now. I think it changed the name, branding. Oh man, but, I need to get up, get with it. Sorry. That's right. And so we were on, we were on vacation and Christian and Jude interviewed us for their podcast and in the middle we we enjoyed it so much and in in the middle of the interview on their podcast we announced (laughs) that we were going to start a podcast and and that's what and that's what we did and so and so like yeah like father luke was saying like we we originally wanted to bring joy which is evangelize evangelize means announcing the good news announcing joy and so we knew we wanted to communicate to others the, the the all the good things that we've received from from god from from our religious vocation from the church from the legion from in christi and we just okay we got to do something so let's just share it and so um one of the things one of the things that we did want to do is we wanted to to give all of you our, who are members of our spiritual family rc random christi and, and the legion and and uh families and friends people who know the legion who have friends in the legion whatever we wanted to give you an inside look of what our vocation is like, but we didn't want to just do that, right? We didn't want to just talk about our lives because who is who's going to be who's interested in our lives? You know, <laughs> like, we didn't want to we didn't want to just talk about that. We wanted to help. We wanted to help our listeners um, learn how to hear God speaking to them in their lives, because there is such a great need today for for hearing God's voice in so much noise, so many things going on in our lives, so many events in the church and our, in our parish and our work life, family life, problems, difficulties, challenges, joys, so much stuff going on that it's sometimes like, where is God in all this? So that was, that was the original inspiration. How do we help people hear God in their lives? The Dunque hermeneutic. And was that before or after Bishop Barron like called us up and said, Hey, you guys got to do the podcast or I can't. Yeah, remember. I think, I think it was, I think he maybe told us to start it, but then I wasn't sure. Uh, we, I don't we, we like, I don't... we weren't in his diocese. So we weren't sure like if we have to obey him. He's not necessarily like specifically our Bishop, <laughs> but then we're like, Oh, but he is a pretty influential figure in the church. And, you know, so then. Exactly. And once he, once he started to hand us that, you know, monthly 
stipend, you know, for our pocket. We knew that we just gotta <laughs> to fund all of our all of our escapades, right? <laughs> but yeah, we have, we have our um our monthly shout out to Bishop Barron on every podcast. So there it goes. He's great. Guys, you got everybody has to listen to to him and to to up the ante on their intellectual formation and the faith. He just really produces amazing stuff. The Word on Fire Institute. Um, you should be everybody should become members of that institute and just just really learn um, the the faith and literature, humanities, philosophy, theology. Um, just he does a really beautiful job. Thanks be to God that that we have him in the church. Um, no, I, I got a, I got an email from Brandon Vaught, who's like the guy that always interviews him and stuff. I got an email from him the other day because I emailed Word on Fire Institute to see if Bishop Barron would be willing to meet our group of boys. We're going to Los Angeles in July. Nice. And so unfortunately, he, he doesn't have time. And it was kind of short notice, like a month ahead of time. But I was very impressed that I got a, like an email back, personal email from him, at least semi-personal with my name on it. And he just said like, oh, Bishop Barron, is, um, his, he's booked for now, so he's not taking any other um, requests. But thank you so much, and and yeah, and I hope you like your camp goes well. God bless you and things. So, um, thank you for that word on Fire Institute. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so going back to this, to this. Um, so, those of you who have been with us from the beginning will definitely remember that our second episode was called the Dunque Hermeneutic. It's still there on Apple Podcasts and any and any podcast platform. You can go and check it out. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember what I said in that episode, <laughs> but I'm sure we basically talked about what we've already, what we've already said, right? The, what is the Dunque hermeneutic? Well, it's, well, just re um, repeating things is, is always a good thing, right? Dunque means like what, or no, it doesn't mean what it means. Um, so, or therefore, like, so what's the point? That's what Dunque means in, it, in Italian. And then hermeneutic is just this fancy word that means interpretation. So the Dunque hermeneutic is an interpretive key by which to read your life. And like, so what's happening? What's going on? What's, what does God want to tell me in all this? What, what is this life lesson that I can extract from this series of events that have been going on? Because if you're just going through life, living a bunch of experiences and just going through events, um, but you're not, but, but you're doing that sort of like as a passive receptor of, of things that happen to you. Um, your life quality is, is not going to be that great, right? You're going to get exhausted because, because it's the examined life that is worth living. Um, so you, we, we want to help you to, to reflect on the experiences that you have in your life, to, to draw out lessons, to get in tune with, with how God is speaking to you, because not everybody can have a spiritual director, right? Spiritual director, somebody like a spiritual father uh, or a spiritual mother who's there to to help you go through all this and to, to untangle all these difficulties or to help to help like that's a that's a treasure that not that most people don't have. And so we need to learn how to do it ourselves. So how do you do that, Father Luke? Like like we've been trying to to do that in all of our podcast episodes. How do you think it's been going on like in our in our, in our episodes? Like what what is our our strategy? Like how how's it been how's it been working? Yes. I'm I would just say like quickly to your comment on um, spiritual direction, because I love the question, like um, how have we been trying to uh, talk about and teach and apply ourselves the Dunkley Hermeneutic in our episodes? Um, maybe not all of us have a man or woman spiritual director here on this planet, but all of us have a spiritual director in the Holy Spirit. Amen. I would say. So we don't have to just do it ourselves. 
by asking the Dunque, by applying Dunque to your life, saying, therefore, all right, I got in this conversation today and I was kind of angry at the end and I lost my cool. What is God trying to tell me there? Or um, I received this really amazing grace in my prayer or this, this, uh, this gift from someone. And, you know, what is, how is God communicating to me through this, through this event? Um, so it's all, yeah, it's been, um, I think you you have, you'll have your, always your spirit director, you'll have the Holy Spirit there, but, um, <laughs> so we're, we're recording on zoom folks <laughs> and, and we have a remaining limit. We just saw this pop up, <laughs> but, but all right, let's. We, we have nine minutes, okay? <laughs> all right, but we can always put the two things together and technical difficulties. So okay, from, the, right. from the beginning of this amazing podcast, we've had technical difficulties. And so you know what? <laughs> we're just going to roll with it. All right, so. Roll with, roll with it. We're rolling with it. I wasn't going to say anything with them, but Andrew's making faces. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so anyway, so back to the, um, the Dunque Hermeneutic. So we started this because we wanted this podcast to be something practical that people can use for their lives. Because um, actually, brother, like what brother Andrew's saying is true. Not everyone has a priest that they can go to with like every little question or like talk to every couple of weeks or month. And so we're almost like our podcast could serve in a certain sense as a way to do that. And fun fact, one of my favorite moments, um, Dune Quang, my own experience of being a co-host of this podcast, I was talking to one of one of our faithful listeners, shout out to Helen Yalbier. Woo! And she told me that in one of her spiritual directions, she used the Dune Quang hermeneutic citing TGIFF, I believe. If yes. not, we're going to come for you with our copyright. Um, copyright. But, uh, <laughs> no, but she said, I used that and it helped, you know? And it was something that, it's it's something clear, practical that, you know, all of us can apply to our lives. And I do apply it to my life. I probably should do it more. Um, of saying, okay, like this happened. Like, let me step back and to to live life to the full, like Brother Andrew was saying, let's analyze this with the Holy Spirit, who is the number one spiritual director. So that's how I would answer um sort of your question yeah awesome yeah. and it's just it, and folks the dunque hermeneutic it's this really elegant beautiful amazingly thought of name obviously right but it's just it's just a fancy fun way of describing discernment yeah that's what it, that's what it is it's about discerning um what is what 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 might god be telling me in the situation and i wouldn't say that the dunque hermeneutic means that everything that happens to me, in, in everything that happens to me, um, like God, God is provoking everything that happens to me, right? Um, God is causing all the events in my life to happen as they are happening. And therefore, and that's how he's speaking to me. That, that's not how, how, we, uh, how we want to explain what the Duke Hermeneutic is, because God does not, he's not, it's not like he's there um, making our lives unfold the way they do, like, like as if he's the director, like everything is happening because there are tragedies that happen in our life and God does not cause tragedies, right? Um, but it is true that in everything that happens to us, um, God, God can have, have something that he wants to tell us. Um, there was this big mass shooting that just happened in Texas recently. Obviously, you know, it, that's not that's not a message from God, right? I mean, some people, some people, some fundamentalist interpretation could could read it that way. That's totally not true. God is a, is a, is a loving Father, and so what is He? What might God want us to? How, how might He want us to read to read this situation? Like, what does He? 
what does he want to inspire in us in the, in the wake of this terrible tragedy? Um, well, obviously, obviously <laughs> compassion, obviously prayer for peace, obviously um, consolation for the, for the mothers and fathers, right? Um, obviously co cooperation to, to do everything that we can to prevent this from happening, anything and everything. Um, and so, so we don't want to say that um, God is provoking every event that happens to us, but we do want to say that he might have a message for us in, in the things that do happen to us. Yeah, and um, like one dunk way you can pull from that is I just saw an article today um, that I think of maybe six or seven cases, like the reason, I think the most recent shootings that have happened. Um, and it said like each of these young men who was um, the culprit of these like very sad, tragic events was missing a father figure in his life. And so like, there's a doom query right there. And I like what you said with Andrew, because sometimes maybe you can read too much into things and think, oh no, like God is punishing me. And like, why is my, why is my mom sick in bed? Oh, did she do something wrong? Is this a punishment from God? And I've heard from other priests that like a lot of times they spend a lot of time, like, and when you go for anointing the sick, explain to families that that's not how God works. It's not like we do everything right. God rewards us. We do bad things and God sends lightning bolts. Um, look at the entire Bible. Man is messed up pretty much on every single page that you flip in the Bible. And the next page is always, and God forgave them, and God gave them a king, and God gave them prophets, and God continued leading them until God himself becomes man, dies on the cross. Like, I don't think we should need much more convincing that, you know, like the blessings in our lives are not because we, we merit it or earned it. It's because God loves us, and that's, that's an unconditional love. Um... But yeah, you can always do and find meaning in your life, in in the small things and the big things, because God is always there with you, you know, and, and the gospel will always remain true and remain this light that like remain, yeah, continue shedding light in every aspect of our lives. Amen. And when we started TGIFF, folks, um, well, do you, do you uh, Father Luke, do you remember the, <laughs> I'm going to make you say this, what was our original name? <laughs> so we, we, we were like literally thinking like just random names. Like I think one of them was like, I know the one you want me to say, but I'm trying to think of another one was like the, um, oh, what was it? Uh, medical porpoises. Medical porpoises. Wasn't it? That's like a cool. That's, I don't remember. I, I remember porpoises. I was like medical that, instead of like medical. Uh-huh. Right? Or something like that. I don't remember. But it was just like uh -huh. we were saying, okay, well, we're gonna like, you know, like heal people's difficulties or like that. Uh-huh. Uh -huh, but that was uh -huh. it was really dumb. And then we randomly came up with something like, oh, like people like will like turn on our podcast and they'll like open, you know, like a door to like another realm or another world. Uh -huh. And we like were inspired by Narnia at that point or something. And so uh -huh. the name was Wardrobe Lords. And it lasted <laughs> all like two weeks. Until we got some feedback saying, like, I think that could, like, be yeah. very, very badly interpreted. Yeah, like, we, won't, we won't talk about it. Yeah, so <laughs> we quickly moved on. And, and I do actually, but Andrew, do you remember the original inspiration of the name? Like, what we wanted to, like, get out of it? We wanted it was a bleeding edge podcast. <laughs> that was, yes, that was which has to do with this, with the heart, it's bleeding, the sacred heart of Jesus. And you, you, you came up with the name. It wasn't me. So you have to tell, you have to tell us. But yeah, but we both decided like, okay, we're legionaries of Christ have a, we have a special devotion to the Jesus's sacred heart. 
where right. we have a uh, Christ-centered spirituality. And so very much focused on Christ who's, uh, who became incarnate and has this human heart, a sacred but divine, divine heart, human heart. Um, and so his experiences as a man on this earth communicate to us this divine love. And so the first Friday, like, thank God it's first Friday. Um, there's been a devotion in the church that the first Friday of every month is a mass dedicated to the sacred heart of Christ. And I remember at some point, I think around, I guess around three years ago, just being reminded of the different promises of the, if you go to mass for nine consecutive months on first Friday, you get this incredible list of promises that were communicated to a saint by Jesus. And one of those is that if you do this, if you are, you know, faithful nine months in a row, you go to mass on a first Friday of that month, that in the moment of your death, Christ will accompany you and there'll be a priest nearby and that you will not be abandoned. And I just thought like, why I wish more, I want more people to know that God is giving us all the means possible to make it to heaven. Yes. It's difficult. Yes. There's a lot of battles in our lives, but like, Christ has done so much just in the Eucharist, in the sacrament of confession, in all the different communications and like the things that he's revealed to us through these saints, these amazing men and women of God who have um, had this incredible closeness to Christ and have had these deep insights into his love. He's doing so much for us that I want more people to know and like that there, there are all these paths to make it to heaven and to find happiness in Christ. And one of those is T to G to I to F to It's this podcast. So that's why we're, we're so pumped um, that our time is running out on this Zoom call. And we're going to connect back in a second. Okay, so after that slight delay, thanks, thanks to Zoom, our sponsor for these podcasts. Thank you very um, much. <laughs> so um we kind of wanted to close this podcast with and not because the zoom time is running out but because it was all planned that way um exactly with, okay what i guess were our expectations for this podcast we thought that might be interesting for you all to hear and then how have those been met or or not or whatever so but andrew like for you when we first started this three years ago what did you expect from it well i we said at the beginning that we wanted to if we're going to start it we're going we're gonna to continue it. Like, we're not going to stop it. So I'm happy that we've been constant. Like, every month for the past three years, first Friday, go up there and go and check on, on your favorite podcast platform, folks. <laughs> There's an episode every month. And, and with a distance has not stopped us. People, people have been surprised. Like, are y'all going to continue? When, they, when you got ordained, I guess they thought that you were still here in Rome. Many people ask me, are y'all going to continue? Are you going to continue? Like, we've been doing it. You know, he's been in Mexico. So we've had, um, we've, re I've recorded at a Benedictine monastery in France, and now I'm in a, at a retreat center in Northern Italy. And you're, you're, you've been out and about too, and like different places in Mexico and stuff. So we're, we're I'm happy that we've been constant because a lot of uh, apostolates and projects, they get started, but then after a little while, they sort of fizzle out because who knows, whatever. But we said, no, we're not going to fizzle. We're going to fazzle. We're going to keep on going and dazzle these folks. So, so I'm happy about that. I don't know if you had another expectation as we started. Yeah, I think uh, I'm surprised we've kept going because I know we wanted to. And I know like Brother Andrew was like, was like, no, we have to. And I was thinking like, yeah, we say that now. But once we're in two different time zones, like seven hours, different time zones, 
like I'm sure it's just gonna fizzle out. But we know we we've been fizzling, like you said. Um, so like that's one one thing I think, it, and that has to be the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is like uh, gives us constant gives anyone constancy in doing good works. So I think this is a good work, not because of who we are, but because we're we're following like an inspiration. You know, we've prayed about it. We think about what we want to say in our episodes. What's gonna be helpful for our listeners. And so hopefully God does work. And I have met people that have been helped by something we said on our podcast. So like, that's just, that's huge. Amen. Um, anytime that we've gotten feedback from someone, um, we've, we're always so grateful and, and it's like, it's a chance to recognize that it's God. It's not us. Um, we even got this, we even got this handwritten letter. That was the from, best. From this, I think it was a young woman in Northern Italy, somewhere, somewhere in Italy. And she wrote, and, and she just took the time to write like a four-page written letter <laughs> with questions, and she was just so kind, and it was it was just a joy to 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 know that you know we've been able to share something good with other people, you know. It's yeah, our, a, our fan fan mail spiked one hundred percent that day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, send us your feedback. Like, we don't we don't just. I mean, it's good to get a pat on the back every now and then, but we but we also want to tailor our podcast to to what's going on in your lives. Like we. Like this, this is the, uh, the purpose of our life is to serve other people. And so we, we want to do that the best way possible. And in our podcast, we can do that much better. If you let us know what your questions are, like we have a few questions that we're going to answer at the end. Uh, shout out to Greta who asked us yes. some pretty awesome questions. So if you have questions or themes you want us to talk about or something that is you're struggling with, like, like, I mean, we can give you a shout out, whatever you want to do, tell us, let us know. Um, and so, so yeah, one, maybe one challenge, I think that our, that I've experienced doing the podcast before we go to these, to, to the last re- concluding remarks and answering these questions that we've been sent. One challenge is, is development, right? Um, because, well, it's not like, like this podcast is, is one thing that we're doing, right? You have, you have your priestly ministry that you're doing in Monterey right now with the young people. I'm still finishing uh, theology studies in Rome um, and just different responsibilities that I have in the seminary. And so there's a, it's always a challenge, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's always a challenge. Okay. What are we going to talk about? We need to invest time, produce content. Um, it's a good challenge, but, it, but it's a challenge. Yeah, yeah it is. And um, I've, I've kind of always seen it too. It's like it kills two birds with one stone. We get, we get this awesome podcast that at least we love, and we have a couple of faithful listeners who have told us they love it too. We get it out there, and so that's like already one thing. And the second is I get to hang out with Brother Andrew and we catch up, you know? And so like <laughs> living, like when we were in the, se- in the seminary, maybe that second reason wasn't necessarily a reason because I, got to, I talked to him at lunch that day and we were going to hang out the next day and stuff. But now being in two different continents, it's, it does kill two birds with one stone because it's super important for us as seminarians, as brothers and as friends to stay in touch and to support each other. Yes. And so the yes. podcast has been on top of this great apostle that we've been able to continue doing. It's just been good for me. And um, me too. Me too. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So I think with that, we can get to these, these questions that are, um, we put, so if you ever have any questions, Facebook's a great way to get in touch with us. TGIFF, uh, Instagram, TGIFF.podsquad. YouTube, TGIFF Space Pod Squad, and um, yeah, and those are or just in, yeah personally to either of us on Instagram or whatever uh, is a great way to like send us your feedback, any questions or events you want us to comment on, things like that. So one of our faithful listeners did respond, and so brother Andrew, Woo. what was the first? Do you have the questions there? 
First question, do pineapples belong on pizza? And all right, so thank you to Greta, not for long, <laughs> Carlson. All right, so that her last name is going to be changing soon. Um, do pineapples belong on pizza? Because, she, because she's getting married. She's not getting divorced, folks. <laughs> yes, Obviously. So, um, so pineapples, in my, in my opinion, my uh, very American opinion, yes, they do. Because there's Hawaiian pizza and it's delicious. Exactly. So, end, of, end of story. I don't know what the debate is. Now, if you're in Italy, you'll have different schools, right? Yes. <laughs> but, but we're Americans and that's all that matters right now, I think. <laughs> exactly. So we're, we're Americans abroad, but we still like pineapples on our pizza. Okay, what's the next question? The next question is, is, is a little more serious. So what are, also from Greta, what are, how do you say this? What are our expectations for this upcoming year? What are we, what are we looking forward to the most? In this upcoming year, I don't know. What um, are you looking forward to? <laughs> what am I looking forward? To? Uh, I just continuing my priesthood. So I think this year, 2022, I'll always remember it as the year I was ordained a priest. And so for me, um, well, I'll say a few concrete things. So being a priest is number one. But um, I want to organize a trip to the World Youth Day. But that's next year. But like this school year, maybe coming up, whatever you could say. Um, as a priest, that'd be amazing. I'll be working wow. in North Carolina at Cardinal Gibbons High School, so shout out to them. Um, so I'll be a high school chaplain um, starting in the fall. And so to organize with them uh, a trip to World Youth Day, I want to organize mission trips, uh, basically be able to serve wherever God has placed me. So for now here in Monterey, and I, I've loved this year I've been here, the families and the and the boys I've been working with and the young men and women and, um, and the schools and everything. And, but yeah, continuing to celebrate mass, to hear confessions, to offer spiritual direction, can't beat that. Brother Andrew, what about you? Man, I'm looking forward to, to reading and praying more about the priesthood. So th that's, this is the last year of theology that I'm going to wow. study. Yeah. So I'm, and I, this year I sort of, some, one thing that I recently started to do was I sort of took a topic for the year and to like go deep into and so this year, my topic was spiritual accompaniment. And actually, I'm, I'm in a, a course right now as we're recording this episode. I'm in Northern Italy. I'm at a retreat center for the third, the third stage of the spiritual accompaniment course. So this is that's sort of been my topic this year to go deeper in. And, and next year, the topic that I've chosen for myself is the priesthood. It's my last year of theology. So um, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to starting a, a book. I want to, I want to write a book. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this out loud so that other people hold me to it so that I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I want to write if I want to write a, a book or something for to share with people when I'm ordained a priest in two years, a scroll, um, like you, in a, a book a or scroll, something yeah. like a scroll or I, it could be a, a papyrus maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe like a, maybe like a, a file. <laughs> I can Ooh, write okay. a file. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to write. I want to write about identity, something about identity, like something that has to do with my life, like how I've sort of started to form this this priestly identity, and and moments where I wasn't being coherent, and when I experienced a crisis, and moments where I was, and I experienced joy, and so like how like trial and error, and how I've sort of uh, started to build this priestly identity. 
Um, and also a general reflection on identity, um, more broadly speaking, like how, like how, why is it important to have uh, an identity? How do you, how do you form an identity? Where, where do you get your cues from? Like, um, I just think there's a lot of people today that um, have difficulty making decisions or especially yeah. lifelong commitments because of um, a lack of identity, you know? So I, so on the one hand, I, I want to share what I've learned with other people. And on, but on the other hand, I want to learn myself because I, I want to study, I want to investigate this, but make it more like a story that has to do with my life to sort of, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see what comes out. I don't know. But those you are some things. title it. To. We don't just do. We do. And so we usually end our episode with that, but I just said that because I was thinking, Brother Andrew, you're applying the Dunque to your life into this awesome book that I can't wait to read or listen to. I'm a big audiobook guy, so you have to make sure it comes out audiobook too. But <laughs> like, um, you're you're asking the right questions. So we I want to invite we want to invite again our listeners to do that same thing before Zoom kicks us off again. Is <laughs> say, okay, what is God trying to do with through me in my life for me and then for others through me? Like, how is God speaking to me? The talents that I have, the things that are happening to me in my life right now, my boyfriend my girlfriend my husband wife kids colleagues at work um, the events around me the desires i have what is god asking me to do and maybe it's it's a huge project maybe it scares me maybe it's something small maybe it's just a small adjustment in my life but if god is one asking you he's going to give you the strength and the means to do it so and just baby steps just baby steps folks like yes like like it sounds so cliche but but uh, big things in life just the hardest thing is starting and then you're just constant, little by little. You have moments where maybe you have to stop, but then you start again, and 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 you make this long journey. You know, just a little by little. Don't be don't be scared. Yes. Our life is so brief. We got to do exciting things. You have to be adventurous. We have to dare greatly. You know, to to do great things with our lives. Um, it's it. Life is too short to be boring, right? Yes. It's way too short. So get folks, in the ring. So folks, get in the ring and. We got some news. We don't just do. We all just do the Dune Quay. What was that? What was that? TGIFF. What was that? Two brothers in row. What was that? What was that? TGIFF. What was that? It's a double F, not a singular F. TGIFF Instagram is TGIFF dot pod squad. Facebook, Instagram, internet, all over.